0: Hey everybody, when you hear that sound of that wonderful song, that titled in town in Chicago, you know it's time for On the Light, our side of baseball, Jamie Rutsky, back. We have completed our move into the Sports Memorabilia Hall of Fame. Yes, that's in Oak Brook, Illinois. That is not in Cooperstown, although on Sunday in Cooperstown, finally, Buck O'Neill will be enshrined, along with Big Poppy. And, uh, you know, some other people. Anyway, Big Papi, first known steroid guy to admittedly use it, get in. Interesting. You know my feelings? They've changed. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Hall of Fame. We'll get to the uh, steroids. We'll get to gambling. We'll get to all of the juicy topics. I just want to say it's great to be back. We took a little break. There was nothing going on. I mean, nothing going on. It was like, oh my God, I even went out to Wrigley and, um, The only good thing I can say is StubHub is uh, there's a little action on StubHub. And uh, that's good because, man, oh, man, that is one pathetic, let me underline, pathetic product. And what's funny, not funny, if you're David Ross's beneficiaries, it's not funny. They started wondering in the papers and on the big radio shows around Kansas City and Chicago, mostly Chicago, uh, nobody cares in Kansas City about Pat, other than about the Chiefs, you know, and Salvi's injury. Um, poor John Sherman. Anyway, uh, he's the guy that bought the Royals. Whew, man, bad timing, no money. Um, you know, if you can't put on a hundred and fifty million dollar product, get out of the game, sell it. There are plenty of groups that would love to buy your team. Okay, so here we are in the middle of July. The All-Star Game just ended. Did anybody have a chance to watch part of the All-Star Game? Uh, It's become to me sort of like the World Series. I I hate to admit it. You know, four-hour baseball games are no good. And we'll get to that too. We've got a lot to talk about. Some of the familiar topics that I love to talk about. But um, the All-Star game, the first inning was cool. Clayton Kershaw in front of his hometown. They had a lot of interactive video, audio, all sorts of stuff going on. You know, which is okay, I suppose. Um, It's tough to have a real hard-hitting interview with an interpreter. Um, It just did not the same and as nice as show hey show hey show hey me the money in another year maybe sooner show hey me the money uh, a, a nice guy big tall big smile young looks looks 19 i think he's 26 27 maybe 28 i don't know he looks young and someone had taught him the phrase first pitch first swing and so Tim Kershaw or one of these guys sashays over to the interpreter and Shohei. And he goes in that line. First pitch, first hit, first pitch, first swing, whatever it was. And so Kershaw throws a fastball up and out. Shohei, the money, reaches out like the good hitter he is and uh, strokes a uh, wounded puppy into center field. He ain't in there for a single. So Shohei is about to showcase his speed, because Shohei not only can pitch and hit, Shohei can run. So in the Shohei, me, the money, I'll be a free agent after next year. Actually, I'm 24, maybe, but next year is his move year, according to the Chicago Cubs strategy that's really working. Uh, anyway, he is over there kind of lollygagging. He's going to steal second base when... Kershaw doesn't excuse me I'm not really trying to pick you off lob over to first base and he's out by a foot I mean the ball had an arc like softball and they picked him off and of course they all laugh because it's the all-star game and they should they're all having fun it's a good time so Kershaw went in to get uh, I think the next two guys out hopped off the field Went, took a shower, came back in his all-star uniform, and watched the rest of the game at his home stadium. And hoorah! Uh, the home run derby is really gone past its. You know, I think the bat boys. I think the bat boys for each team should compete in a home run derby, and the winner gets a million bucks. I mean, Juan Soto won a million bucks. He just the ironic, ironical thing about that is. Soto turned down a $450 million offer from the uh, Nationals. So I guess he needed some. I mean, there's a million dollars. I know it won't go far. Might pay for the post-All-Star Game spread for you and your friends, maybe a little more. But I don't think uh, Soto and his fat, uh, not fat physically, but his prominent, successful agent, Mr. Boris. Anybody watch Rocky and Bullwinkle? Back then, there wasn't an agent. Boris was a spy for Russia. And his handy assistant, Natasha. Boris and the, Natasha were not the stars, but they were right up there in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Hey, nothing up my sleeve. God, didn't you love that? I mean, there were some great cartoons when I was growing up and the Flintstones and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Not to mention some great TV shows like Sky King, my friend Flicka, I mean, it goes on and on and on as a TV freak who's, you know, part of me, I said to everybody that as I was growing up and especially my kids, hey man, get away from the TV, go out and play, just have a, you know, just a ball game where you just have guys show up and uh, put a game together, any kind of game, soccer, rugby, frisbee, you name it. You watch too much TV, you play too many video games. Yet, I can name a hundred <laughs> television shows I watched, from lunchtime little theater with Uncle Bucky, Uncle Ned, and Doty, the lady, uh, Captain Kangaroo, Howdy Doody. Um, good grief! I mean, the Three Stooges. Yet I seemed to, in my mind, have this great outdoor pick-up baseball game, pick-up football game, pick-up any kind of game, hockey, skate. Anyway, I think back then you did it all. Uh, we were much more superior. Super. Not superior. We were super kids growing up. Super. Yes, all of us in our generation, and I'm including 60 to 90-year-olds, we're all super when we think back, those of us that can still recall. with, You see, that was my deal with college baseball. I was sure I had a much better career than I did Same thing with high school baseball. Same thing with summer baseball. Legend in my own mind, Carly Simon. Will you... I'm not going to sing. Anyway, back to the All-Star Game. Boring. Now, here's the good news and the bad news. The really, really good news (laughs) is Joe Buck. And I think Joe acted a little prematurely, but he took, what, $180 million and went with... Some other network, I don't know, maybe YouTube's going to do the NFL. Uh, the weirdest baseball thing, you, you know, the Marquee network for the Cubs can't get all the games because they're on Apple, they're on Peacock, they're on YouTube, uh, they're on the corner, and uh, anyway, I think Joe left prematurely because I think Live, and for, I know all you guys know about Liv, it's the uh, Greg Norman world of golf. It's the shark tour. It's the Saudi Arabian Prince tour. It's the, if you don't earn your money, eh, you never know. Don't stop looking over your shoulder. The Saudis don't like to blow their money. Anyway, nobody thought of that. Now I have. I think, you heard it here first, I'm the latter side of baseball, segueing to golf, it's a fancy word, isn't it? But it's kind of like the transition from one subject to another. I segued. Not, a, not on a segue. I'm just sitting here talking about nothing but doing it in a rather open and obvious fashion. The segue to golf, I think, is you heard it here first. Fox TV, in conjunction with Donald Trump, are going to start a production company and air the Live Golf Tour. Yeah, that's it. You heard it here. So if Joe Buck had stuck Buck had stuck around, he probably would have gotten a little more money from Norman, the Saudis, etc. But he didn't. He took the money and ran with Aikman. I think Aikman's getting more money than Joe Buck. Anyway, back to the All-Star Game. Uh, putting my logic and detective reasoning to work, I concluded that Joe Buck won't be doing the World Series either. Now, that's the good news, Smoltzy, man, I mean, you're interesting, but the pro- baseball's attendance, 23 of 30 teams are down, and I imagine the ones, some of the ones that are up are in the National League, which count season tickets, not turnstile. I mean, I guarantee the Cubs are down. They may not show they're down, but I mean, there are empty seats, and the stub-up tickets are going for 20%. 25%. If you want a front row, behind the Cub dugout, uh, $300 ticket's going to cost you $75. bucks. i am just telling you, that's what it is. Um, anyway, back to the World Series, not having Joe Buck, but having apparently John Smoltz. And a new guy with the same initials, I think, Joe Davis. Oh, my goodness. Could you... Now, Nice guy, I'm sure, Really? I've never really listened to him do a whole broadcast. The All-Star Games a little different. You know, you have Smoltzi mic'd up. And this was pretty cool with the Toronto Blue Jay uh, star pitcher, Menoa or Manoha or whoever-ha. And Smoltzy's calling the pitches. It was classic. It was great. <laughs> Smoltzy's going slider down, back foot, uh, back elbow. Uh, hit him with a high fastball, four seamer out. I mean, Smolty, not the catcher, not not Pitchcom or whatever it is. Smolty was calling the pitches. That was great. That was great. That was fun. I, you know, I'd love to hear these guys. All they should do that on every game. You know, they have totally sold out to TV. So just make it mic them up. You know, mic them up. Mic up the on deck. Guy and have him do the play-by-play for the guy that's up in front of him. Well, he can do that. These guys can talk. Um, so that th- that those were the highlights. Aaron Judge and John uh, Carlos Stanton mic'd up talking to each other. Um, they had another guy in center field talking. And now they do that sometimes during the game of the week. And, of course, the clubs can't complain because they're getting billions of dollars from the TV. So TV can pretty well, within reason, figure out what they want to do. And what they did was they went out and got a really, again, I haven't heard this guy do any other games in the All-Star game, of which I turned off after two innings. Boring, boring, boring. Now, I watched all the runs get scored. The National League was about to break the nine-game losing streak, streaking out to an early lead, two to nothing, when... John Carlos Stanton deposited one in the left field bleachers for a two-run homer to tie the game. And then Byron, who never gets any respect, Buxton. I was the high number one draft choice, and I have really had no career, a lot of injuries. But Buxton hit the game-winning homer, and I got no respect. John Carlos Stanton was the MVP. Now, they came up with a cool deal. Uh, I, I don't think it'll ever be used, but the, it was close. It was 3-2. to two. Had the National League somehow gotten a couple hits after the third inning, if they could have tied the game, the All-Star game format had agreed that three players predetermined for each team, and they had predetermined these guys, would then conduct a home run derby to see which league won. And they picked the pitchers, they picked the hitters, and that was going to be that. Wouldn't that have been cool? I mean, that would have really been cool. In fact, after about the fifth inning, they should get everybody in and then just have a home run derby. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Or maybe in the middle. um, For the right to win the sixth inning, have a home run derby for the sixth inning, and that counts for a run. Whoever wins gets a run. Good idea, huh? Okay. If you're going to get rid of Joe Buck, and they, they, Joe Buck got rid of them, go get somebody that is fun to listen to. If you want your TV ratings to go up, and they're not, they're going down, get somebody fun. To broadcast the game, I don't get it. Why are they stuck? I mean, um, B A and Anderson, Brian Anderson with the Milwaukee Brewers, fills in on lots of sports, and I gotta say that I don't love to hear B A as they call him in Milwaukee. It's close friends, close colleagues. Call him BA was way better than J D or JB or J Anybody. So Joe Buck gets replaced by Joe Davis, and Joe Davis is just boring, and Smoltze is boring too. So you got two boring guys. When you can do a, you can do better things. You can do better things. And I could think of twenty guys, but if I was gonna, if you told me that I needed to uh, really hit a, a grand slam for the All Star Game and bring in some guys to telecast the game, and um, you know they may not be high tech enough, I don't know, but I think they could probably read a phone and do whatever the guy in, in their ear tells them to do. Here's a here's a news flash. Hey, everybody, Vin Scully. How about Vin Scully doing an inning or two of the All-Star Game in Los Angeles? Well, you know, he's getting old. Well, aren't we all? But he would be really, really good. I mean, that would have been a natural. Or the uh, guy that left ESPN and does the Dodgers now. I can't even think of his name. Why not have him? Or why not have uh, John Miller uh, of of the Giants who used to do ESPN? Or why not have Bob Uecker or Dwayne Statz or anybody? Oh, my God. What do they pay these guys? I need an agent. I need an agent. So we're going to drive. There's no excitement. Oh, uh, Smoltzi. Smoltzy's not, I mean, God. The only guy more boring might be Greg Maddox. But the, A.J. Pruszynski, what a hoot. Rick Sutcliffe, what a hoot. Mark Grace, okay, I mean, God, there's a thousand guys that could get in. Dan Pleszak, Craig Cashon, B.A., a A lot of guys. What is wrong with these people at Fox? I don't know. Anyway, didn't think we'd get off on the All-Star Game. Boring. Boring, bad exhibition. You know, I went to the... I've been to three All-Star Games, I believe. The first one that I went to was celebrating the anniversary of the 50th All-Star Game in Chicago. Uh, In 1983, the White Sox hosted the 50th anniversary of the Major League All-Star Game, which was first held at Comiskey Park in Chicago. The... The uh, invention of sports writers uh, who came up with the idea. And oh my God, the first game was just unbelievable in terms of the spectacular pitching and the hitting and the uh, spectacular pitching prevailing. I think, um, uh, who was it struck out six Yankees, six first six batters he faced? Anyway, I should know these things, but I'm, my research squad has like left me. Anyway. Then I went to the uh, All Star Game in Cleveland in 1997. Uh, that was pretty cool. I left one out. <laughs> I went to the 1987 All Star Game in Oakland. Thirteen innings, one to nothing. Oh my God, kill me! Whew. But I took my boys out there, and we had a great time. And Nelly was out there as the uh, worked for the A's, so we got us some nice tickets. Uh, then I went to the back to the cell or whatever it's called now for the 2005, I believe, All-Star Game. And that was fun. You know, we had a bunch of guys out there, a bunch of clients, a bunch of friends, a bunch of family. That was a good time. And at each one, I've been able to uh, take friends and family. And so that's been great. The most memorable, uh, 1983, Freddie Lynn hit a Grand Slam, the only Grand Slam in All-Star history. How about that? Yeah. Go research that. You guys that try to get mistakes. I'm mistake-free. I don't make mistakes, except I can't remember the name of... Who was the pitcher? He was in the first class of the Hall of Fame. Which reminds me the Hall of Fame induction is Sunday. They held the draft during the All-Star Game. They held the Futures Game during the All-Star Game. They held the Home Run Derby, obviously, during the All-Star Game. So they, you know, and then they had um, the Oscars. Uh, well, the faux Oscars, where... Major League Baseball players dressed up, embarrassed themselves along with their families. And, uh, you know, Verlander can, Verlander can walk down the red carpet all day long with his wife, not a problem. And I'm not knocking any of the wives or the families, but, you know, and I think it's fun. But I think they're trying to copy the NBA, and the NBA's all-star games lay an egg. The Major League Baseball is the best, and, whew, anyway. Wow. So they get Monday off, Tuesday off, Wednesday off, and most teams got Thursday off. There were a few games Thursday night and then Friday. I think Thursday the Yankees dropped a doubleheader to Houston. Didn't exactly come back strong to start that proverbial second half. Not really the second half. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about nothing, and God, it's been interesting I have missed you guys. I've missed uh, talking about some of the things that interest me. We're going to take a short break here at the 20-minute mark. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, first, I think we'll visit a little bit about the managerial situation in Chicago, on the north side and the south side. And I think we'll talk a little bit about who is in my doghouse As we head to the trading deadline, and then the dog days of summer, and then fall, and then a month's worth of playoffs. And uh, I'm pumped. On Wednesday, I will be joined by my good buddy, Craig Kishan, who has uh, finally gotten a day off. He did all the Bucks games, he did all the Brewers games, they finally... Hired a Craig Kishon lookalike to help him out. And so when we come back, we'll talk about um, those things and and more. Time of the game, the new rules that might go into effect, the uh, runs per game, uh, the dead ball, the live ball, the who knows what's going on with the ball, and uh, those things are all interesting and captivating. And then I'll talk about some of the surprise teams: the Orioles, the M's, the Padres are doing pretty good, and uh, the best team money can buy. Go Dodgers! So the worst team money can buy: Angels, same town. Oh my God! So Ricketts and Artie Moreno ought to be on the ought to be on the trade block. Oh my God! They own the team. Trade them. We'll be back in a minute. Until then. Rest up, I will. Can have a little grape drink, get my energy back, and then uh, we'll come back for the second half of on the uh, latter side of baseball. And all of my sponsors would like to welcome you back on the latter side of baseball. That is correct. It's hot, perfect baseball weather, and we are all excited about the second half. We're all excited about uh, the trade deadline. When, ah, oh my God, okay. <laughs> Let's get into the let's get into the uh trade deadline. August 3rd coming up like a week and a half. Last year, you heard me express my brilliance by talking about how stupid Jed Hoyer was for waiting to the trade deadline to make a deal. Now, Jed's reasoning and the reasoning of a lot of other general managers or presidents or whatever you want to call the guy making the decision to trade a star and get crap. Um Laden egg. They, they got nothing. You know, even Kimbrell for you know that madrigal guy, he's I, I don't know where he went. He's he's hurt all the time. He was hurt when they got him. He's hurt now. What a dumb deal. D U M B. Hoyer versus uh Rick Hahn. The two H guys. Rick Hahn wins in a landslide. Oh my God. Now there's a great general manager. Or president, or whatever you want to call him, Kenny Williams. I don't know what he does. He went in and gave a rah-rah speech to the to the gang after they were about to lynch Tony LaRussa. Fire him. I guess that's a bad term. Lynching is no longer allowed. Sorry. Um, they they should have fired him, Jerry. Should have, should have hired him after the first year. He had a chance to get rid of him. He didn't do it. Shame on you, Jerry. Um, and uh, the team's suffering. Terrible. Rotten guys are. Bizarre. They're terrible. But it's not Rickon's fault. It's Tony La fault. Rickon didn't want uh, T-Bone, and uh, I don't blame him. Uh, <laughs> the White Sox lost last night. I mean, they, they just suck. They are underperforming. Their pitching is terrible. Their conditioning is horrible. You know, I haven't really gotten on the White Sox since, like, I do the Cubs. But now they're in a horrible. Their their schedule. They play the Rochester Little League for six of their last nine games during the year. Their schedule is pathetic. But they jumped off to a lead with nobody out in the fifth inning. They got a run. The bases loaded. That was it. I mean, these guys come up lame. In fact, La Russa publicized at publicized at a press conference that nine of the guys on the team have orders not to run hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Tony. Go smoke a cigar with Jerry in the suite and talk about why in the world the new manager did what he did. I don't know. But anyway, Sox are losing 4-1 to in the first game of a doubleheader against Cleveland. That would be two in a row. Uh, then they got Lance Lynn on the mound, who's given up like eight runs a game tonight. Uh, they're terrible. They're horrible. And it's all squarely because of the staff, starting with the manager and going to the strength and conditioning guy. Uh, Jerry, feel bad, man. You did the cardinal sin of letting your emotions override your baseball staff. serious trouble. you know here's the other thing why did why did Reinsdorf, who was the original surrender guy, remember the white flag, white sox? Uh, he got rid of Albert Bell and all sorts of guys giving up in the middle of the year because he didn't think there was any way they could win, so why pay him? Across the town, Ricketts does worse. Nobody cares. They're the Cubbies. We can go drink a $14 beer, watch a little day-night doubleheader, although you got to pay for both games. Uh, you know, nobody expects anything of Ricketts. They apparently do of Jerry. Anyway. La Russa versus Ross. Ross is getting a little grief. Radio saying, is David Ross in trouble? Oh my God. I mean, it would be like taking a horse, a three-year-old uh, thoroughbred that had never raced, that was 20 or 30 pounds overweight compared to every other horse in the Kentucky Derby field put Ross on as the jockey, and then blame him for finishing last. That. There is no blame for David Ross. He's managing a double-A team. They, If they want to put any blame on anybody, it's Hoyer. Oh, my God. And, I mean, I'm sure he's just doing what what uh, Theo told him to do before and what Ricketts is telling him to do now. It's, it's bad. And... It... it it goes back two things. It's illogical to think that you're going to go find another Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, uh, Darvish, um, Castellanos, Contreras, Robertson, Ian Happ, Kyle Hendricks. You're, you're, you're not. You've got. You have all those guys. Pay him and win as many games as you can do. Pay them and win as many games as you can do. Pay them and win as many games as you can do. Period. Don't give me this rebuilding. They're in the second biggest market in baseball. They have been able to manipulate, dominate, and you know every other thing about the market because the Cubs trump the White Sox all the time. Bigger contract for TV, bigger contract for beer, bigger contract for radio, bigger contract now for gambling, but in a sports book, hey, yeah. Uh, where does that square with uh, the best hitter in the history of the game, Joe Jackson? I mean, really, um, they, they fired WGN, they fired Joe Madden, they let Theo leave town, they get rid of all those players, and It's like Disneyland. People still want to get the e-ticket and go out and watch the ride. Experience the day at Wrigley. They don't care if it's a four-hour game. In fact, they'd prefer a five-hour game. They don't care who's pitching. Now they just go out. I mean, the Mets tickets went for a lot. The Cardinal tickets go for a lot. People come out to watch the other team. Now in the ninth inning, people start standing up uh, in the bottom of the ninth, not for the Cubs to score a run, but for the closer to strike the guys out so that they get a save. It's it's like, well, what's going on? And nobody cares. All Ricketts cares about is his guy who was on the blocks, about to be fired, uh, Craig, whatever his name is, Kenny. Uh, the guy who says, we'll take any and all profit we make from these other tertiary items of Income, and we'll put that all back into getting good players. Um, really, really, wisdom, Frank the Tank. Now, um, Morell's pretty fun to watch, Nico Nico's pretty good. If you got Nico Nico, why did you get rid of uh, um, Bios, put him at second base? Why did you get rid of Kimberl and get Madrigal to play? When you got Nico Nico. Why did you go out and get Simmons who's perennially hurt and done? I don't know. I mean, and so they talk about David Ross being on the hot seat. Ross ought to go and get a raise with his double A team. Hoyer ought to be on the hot seat. Goodbye. Rickus ought to be on the hot seat. Goodbye. Go find a consortium that wants to Win baseball games. It's beyond beyond my area of comprehension. White Sox, on the other hand, Hoyer knows how to run a baseball team and does pretty well, except that Jerry went over his head. <laughs> Jerry's the chairman, and anybody can go over Jerry's head. And uh, like the Bulls, They are expensive mediocrity. You know, White Sox, I mean, (laughs) unbelievable how many great players they have, and a lot of ex-Cubs, Yankees ex-Cubs. It's unreal how many ex-Cubs, and I'm not talking about Tinkers, Devers, a chance, I'm talking about ex-Cubs now. Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Darvish, Schwarber, Castellanos, Soon-to-be Wilson Contreras. Soon-to-be Robertson. But then you go back into LeMahieu, top draft choice of the Cubs, all-star, leading hitter in the American League, Eloy Jimenez, gets hurt a lot, but he's still a great hitter in the American League. Uh, Torres with the Yankees. And, I mean, I haven't even studied it. Wow. Darvish, Kimbrell. And then what about all those guys that were the, the heart of the bullpen last year? They're gone. They're just like, It's a revolving door. And this year, yeah, they ain't that great. They've lost more leads than any other team in baseball. How about that? The Cubs have scored first in more games than anybody in baseball. God. Poor Rossi. Poor Rossi. I mean... Morell's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Ian Hap, I'd trade him. He's the only guy I'd trade. I'd sign Wilson Contreras, give him 100, $100 million for four years, Ricketts. And I'd keep Robertson. He's only 37. He's still got a year or two left. Um, I don't know what I'd do with Wisdom. I don't know what I'd do with Frank. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd get rid of rickets. But anyway, let's go to before I run out of time. And I'll never run out of talking. I'll never run out of energy. I'll never stop loving to talk to you guys ever. And we'll be at it again Wednesday and all the way through the year. That's right. The lighter side of baseball is not back. We didn't go anywhere. We just took a hiatus, a hiatus. Here are the dogs at the turn. Da, 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 the dogs at the turn. How about the Derby? 80 to 1. I think we talked about that. Okay. Now, I'll save the biggest dog at the turn for last. Um, and there are eight dogs. There are eight good teams. And there are eight teams that are, uh, you know. Uh. Okay. So that's 16, and then another 8 is 24. That leaves 6 of the... uh, uh, uh. Dogs at the turn. The Detroit Tigers. I mean, what are you thinking, Javi? Give me a break. Why are you going there? It's cold. They're crummy. Bad move on your part, Javi. Of course, you probably got $200 million, so what do I know? The Nats are so bad. And they're being sold. I mean, the sale's already in place. So they gave Martinez an extension. They gave Rizzo an extension. And they offered 450 million beaners to Juan Soto, who turned it down. Turned it down. I don't care if I get hurt. I don't want to go there. The A's. Ugh, the Reds. Oh, man. Vado. Signs a big contract, and they can't unload him. They ain't going to designate him for assignment quite yet. Whew, dumb move. You know, any contract over five years is a dumb move. Reference Harper, reference Trout. Dumb. Let them go if they don't want to stay. Five years and $30 Just for your average guy. To complete the dogs, you've got... The Angels, the Royals, and the doggiest of all dogs, the Cubs. It was funny. (laughs) Halfway through April, I had a listener say to me, at least we're not the Reds. (laughs) Well, And now the Reds are ahead of us. Oh, well. What can I say? They beat the Cardinals. That's great. You know, I've become... Uh, it used to be fun. I'd root for God, I was a diehard White Sox fan growing up. Ah, man, I went to the 59 World Series. When I was nine, you can figure out how old I am. Um, I, I could still tell you the starting lineup. I could tell you the coaching staff. I could tell you the bullpen. I loved the White Sox, the Go Go Sox, Aparicio, Fox, Rivera, Landis, all these guys. Sherm, Lawler, man, oh, man. And then even the 60s, 60, 61, 63. Through the 60s, the Chuck Tanner White Sox, the Eddie Stanky White Sox, um, all great. And they tore down Kaminsky Park, Jerry, shame on you. And uh, that was it. Whew. But the good teams are pretty easy to identify. All you got to do is look at their payroll. The Yankees and the Astros in the American League are my pick to go to the American League Championship Series. The teams that they will beat in the uh, division series would be none other than the Rays and the Jays, the Jays and the Rays, the Rays and the Jays. The Jays just embarrassed the Red Sox 28-5 to last night. They didn't even go for two on the first touchdown. Boom, 28 points. Worst defeat ever for the Red Sox. Ugh. They had an inside-the-park uh, grand slam. The center fielder loses the ball. He doesn't hold up his arms. He doesn't wave. He doesn't yell. He's just kind of looking at He's like looking at the TV camera. Ball bounces about 20 feet over his head on the warning track. He doesn't turn around and go get it. No, the left fielder, the right fielder finally gets it. Bad throw. Bad cutoff. Bad throw. Grand slam. Inside the park. Shame on you, Red Sox. You suck like the Cubs, but you're not quite that pathetic. So there are four good teams. In the National League, the Dodgers and the Mets. Whew, dialing for dollars. Uh, they'll be in the NLCS. And in the division series, they'll meet Atlanta and San Diego. How about those pods? Let's reach out to my Padre fans. Uh, Hosmer, the Royals. The Royals great. He's still at it. Uh, Tatis. Oh, my God, I'd fine that guy $20 million. He has a motorcycle injuries out for most of the year. Are you kidding me? And you know what? They're still paying the guy. How about that? Huh? Wouldn't you love that? You go out, inflict injury to yourself, and then your team, your employer has to pay you a lot. Pay you a lot. So um, those are the eight really good teams. The eh, the O's went on a little streak. The Orioles, the M's, hmm, Cleveland, Minnesota, White Sox, Texas, the Marlins. Man, you know, the the Nationals are a dog. So the dogs, I've got the, here's the standings. In eighth place, the Tigers, then the Nats, then the A's. The Angels are in fifth place, then the Royals are in fourth, the Reds are in third, and the Cubs are in first. I left somebody off. i will throw in the Twins. They're kind of sucky. They'll probably go to the World Series. Um, the All-Star, I mean, you look at the stats, some of these guys that are leading, I'd never heard of um, Julio Rodriguez until the Home Run Derby. I'd never heard of uh, uh, that Renez. I'd never heard of Kirk, the Blue Jays. Alcantara's having a great year, probably the best pitcher in baseball. Gosselin, having a great year Manoa and uh, Cortis. I mean the Yankees are just kicking butt go figure um, you've already heard me talk a little bit about the uh, La Russa deal what a joke I mean that guy is like I don't want to say dead man walking because I don't know if he walks um, dumps at the trading deadline Uh, The Cubs, once again, are going to be right there getting... They got nothing last year. The number one prospect that they got for Chris Bryant. I mean, he gave up like 10 runs in his first game. He seems like horrible. They got nobody. Nobody. Zero. Prove me wrong. Let me know when a guy they got in the trade with any of those guys succeeds in the major leagues. Well, we can go out. We'll get another Chris Bryant. No, you won't. You're not going to go out and get another team you have uh, done exactly what the Dodgers don't do. The Dodgers pay a lot of money for a good team. The Angels pay a lot of money for a horrible team. And so their GM and their owner ought to get fired. And uh, I would promote Joe Madden, make him general manager. I mean, he's cool. He's got all the cool sayings. He's a cool guy. Does a lot of good, fun things. Now, let's finish with the new rules. This is something I, I can get excited about. And yes, so yes, folks, I'm excited about this. I'm upbeat. I think it's going to help. The average time of a Major League Baseball game has surpassed three hours and 15 minutes. I mean, that's longer than my podcast. It's a lot longer than my podcast. I'm going to do a three-hour and 15-minute podcast. I guaranteed to put everybody to sleep twice. You know, not just once, like usual, twice. Um, so, they're going to implement a pitch clock. It's cut. The average minor league game with a pitch clock is two hours and 30 minutes and change 231, 232, 233. That's cool. I can live with two hours and 30 minutes. I can live with getting to the ballpark at 7 and the game over at 9.30 and I'm home by 10. I'm good with that. I'd do that. My friends would do that. Um, no longer will I drink their beer. I, just, I might have one beer. Oh my God, the Cubs' food is so bad. It's so bad, and the rest of the league is good, but expensive. So they're going to have a pitch clock. We believe they're going to require four infielders on the infield dirt, two on each side of second base. Now, I agree with Joe Madden. Make them be on the infield, but if you want to put four guys on the one side of second base, do it. No problem. And then how do they legislate right behind second base? Is that... Count as an infield to the left or to the right? Uh, what if they have two guys in the middle? And at the pitch, they both go one way or the other. Or are they both go the same way. I don't know. And they're going to make the bases bigger. I, don't, I, I really don't like that. That's stupid. I mean, I think it's safe for 14-year-old kids playing baseball to have a bigger base to run to. Um, you know, get rid of the stay in the little box rule. That seems to raise its ugly head in, <laughs> only at the World Series. And... Well, then it's only because the umpire wants everybody to know that I know the rules. How about an update on the White Sox score? Um, the White Sox continue uh, to be behind 4-1, to one, but they do have a man on first base with uh, nobody out. Uh, the Cubs and the Phillies don't play until tonight. See what we can do here on the lighter side of baseball? We can give you up-to-date info on games being played. That's the only game being played right now. So um, I think that is basically it. Uh, I'm sure I have more exciting things that I will talk about when Craig Kashan comes back to the show. His absence was longer than mine. Uh, he's got a good reason I don't. And uh, that's, that's kind of the scoop. So I've enjoyed it. I'm excited about the Padres, I'm excited about the Cardinals losing, the Brewers, I kind of haven't talked about them because we'll talk about them with Craig, but Hader has been human the last three outings. He did pitch last night, didn't give up a run. He's been on and off of paternity leave, so, you know, makes a little difference when you got to get home to uh, try to get some sleep when your kid's screaming. I don't think that's a sexist thing to say, but... Anyway, uh, hopefully the Brewers can beat the Cardinals, go to the playoffs. And um, other than that, I think we have covered what I wanted to cover today. I hope you found it exciting and entertaining and educational. Uh, Buck O'Neill, as I said, goes into the Hall of Fame on Sunday. I'm going to watch that and, uh, you know, go out and try to hustle another, another, got to find a, I got to, I got to come up with a, a sponsor, don't I? I think Papa Kino's is that ship sailed now that pretty much out of Kansas City. But hey, we will see. Until then, Jamie Rutsky on the left side of baseball saying hey, have a great weekend, stay warm, and uh, stripe that ball down the middle.